Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast, Episode 61, coming to you from sunny California. We apologize if we don't sound as amazing as usual. Dr. Producer Don is going to do what he can, but we are at a conference in separate rooms, amusingly enough, and we are recording without our usual gear. I actually think Dr. Producer Don's going to kill us, Danielle. (laughs) Probably. We did not... Well, we have the interview was ready to go. We just hadn't done our intro outro. And we were like, hey, this is going live soon. We should record it. Beneath this veneer of the put together and amazing professional women you guys normally think you see can sometimes be like a duck gliding above the water with our feet. <laughs> running furiously. Today was one of those times. It's very true, but we are here at um, the conference Biz Chicks Live in Irvine, and the weather has been pretty spectacular. I'm enjoying that, and it's been pretty cool because we've gotten to see a lot of our guests. Who have you? So let's kind of go through everybody we've gotten to see. We have Shelly Warren. Amber De La Garza. That was an awesome one. Um, Nikki Roush, who did the sales episode. Who else has been on? I know there's more. Oh, Kate All. Yep. Do we have any others? I Mary, feel like we're probably forgetting people. Mary Clavier. Yes. And I'm already, I'm on top of Amanda Berlin and I already told her she's going to be a guest. We have found some really cool guests that are going to be coming up too. We have, and I'm pretty excited for those upcoming episodes because we were talking to a lot of people yesterday and there's some pretty good stuff headed your way once we get home and we have all of our recording gear back together. (laughs) Yes. When we, when we can sound better, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been the women that are attending this conference are awesome. So I've gotten so much from the other attendees. And so I'm excited because we're going to have some good stuff. And plus, I mean, we get to hang out in person. So there's that too. We spent hours last night. We were like in this little bubble of planning and talking and like people sort of like went around us 
<laughs> like they're clearly really busy and it was, it was good. It's good. We need these in-person check-ins. Yeah. Long distance relationships are hard, Danielle. They are. They are, especially a long distance marriage. Yes. I know. I'm telling you, people don't know. We, we, we work hard at this. <laughs> we do. Today's interview is really cool too. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this one because we have on Kelly Pugliano from Eat Picks and Roost Crate. So before we jump into the interview, let me tell you a little bit more about Kelly. Kelly Pugliano is an entrepreneur, speaker, award-winning writer and photographer, and the founder of eatpix.com, a site celebrating everything food and lifestyle. She shares her love of cooking with good ingredients, the right tools, and a dash of fearlessness. Inspired by the mission to help support small businesses and local artisans, Kelly founded Roost Crate, a curated gifting service unique for any occasion that's been featured on BuzzFeed and Fox News. Kelly, her husband, and their two kids live in upstate New York, where you can find her curating the next best find. Discover more at epix.com and roostcrate.com. And now on to the interview. I am so excited to be here today with my very good friend and someone I've known a really long time, Kelly Pugliano. Kelly, thank you for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. We've been talking about this for a while. We really have. (laughs) So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the two businesses that you run? I have been in the online space since 2009. Um, I started out with your mom blog uh, just to record uh, my daily happenings with my family, um, kind of as an escape from my full-time job. As my kids got older, I decided to blog full-time. So I did that for, since, like I said, since 2009. Yeah, so I basically moved from mom blog to a food blog. And I've been just sharing family recipes, easy-to-make recipes. I worked in a boutique kitchenware store to put our kids through college and then decided to, you know, I needed to pivot again. And yeah, so I started my own business. So it's been kind of a crazy two years. <laughs> but that's kind of my background. You know, I just I really love blogging and I love small businesses. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> so your blog Eat Picks is how I met you. Later, you launched Roost Crate, your amazing subscription box. I, um, I've i always said this, I think since I've known you, how incredibly obsessed I am with your food photography. It's so, <laughs> your eye is so good. So you went from like a food blog, essentially, to a business that is was related to it, but not quite the same. How did you decide to make that shift um, and to launch Roost Crate? Well, funny story about Eat Picks. Um, and thank you, by the way, for, you know, the nice, kind things about my food photography. <laughs> um, so when I started, my actually my father-in-law was a photographer, and he did a lot of wedding photography. And, uh, you know, he kind of, he kind of um, was a little spark for me to start something different and new in the food space. So back then, when I started Eat Picks, there weren't really a lot of stock photography places um, available to bloggers who 
may have been able to cook delicious food, but their photos really weren't that great. Case in point, I can think of, you know, when Twitter went all crazy because Martha Stewart's food photography wasn't that great um, and not very appetizing. So I decided that, you know what, I think people need that outlet to have some beautiful food photos. So my little shtick was using my iPhone. So really 90% of all the photography I do with food is done on my iPhone, believe it or not. And, you know, there's some great editing software out there. You know, I use that sparingly, but yeah. So I just wanted something to share my food like on the go or when I'm in my kitchen. Um, so that's kind of why I started Eat Picks. I just wanted to have, I love food. And the other influence is my father. He's a fantastic cook. I love bringing family recipes and his background into that too. So that's where my love of cooking comes from. But that's really why I started Eat Picks. I cannot believe those photos are on an iPhone. My photos don't look like that on an iPhone, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just, it's all about the lighting. If I could give one tip for anyone taking photos, especially with their phone, is to not use the flash. Ah, uh, yes. If you, if you get into a restaurant or anywhere and you can sit by the window, that is your golden ticket right there. Just don't use your flash because that just washes everything out. That's the secret that is right a, there. That is a I just gave tip. away my secret. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't think if I turned off my flash, my pictures would look like yours. <laughs> I'm sure they would. <laughs> so how about Roost Crate? Uh, Epix was, uh, is, and continues to be a successful blog. But how did you make the decision to sort of shift your focus a little bit and launch Roost Crate? Yeah, Epix has been phenomenal. I love writing on that site. It's it's my first little baby. As I mentioned, I worked in a kitchenware store and I was their um, cooking school coordinator. So basically I would do retail during the week and then I would round up all the chefs and come up with um, classes that the public would want to attend. I ended up, I lost my father-in-law um, a year and a half ago. And then 10 days later, a friend of 30 years, you know, I decided that at that stage in my life, I needed to pursue my own dream rather than supporting someone else's. And not that I didn't like working there. I love it. It was one of the best places I ever worked. But that is really the turning point for me to push Roost Crate full time. Back when I thought about Roost Crate, you know, I wanted a place where I could share the local small businesses I was discovering at the farmer's market. I would always go to the farmer's market to get fresh food, uh, vegetables for my recipes, yet I was still discovering these, you know, artisan soap makers or the honey uh, person or, um, you know, like the person who makes beautiful wooden utensils or salad bowls. And I was just like, wow, I had no idea these small businesses were in my backyard. And I'm sure people, you know, don't have the time to go to the farmer's market every weekend. So what if I kind of brought together a way that I could bring the farmer's market to people and help them discover these folks too? And that's really where the thought process for Roost Crate began. And that's kind of like where I said, you know what, I want to pivot in that direction. It'll still encompass somewhat of like shelf-stable food, 
But I want to share more of the awesomeness that's here in my area, which is upstate New York. Um, So that's kind of where that thought process started. I love that. So you have the big idea um, and you decide you're going to do it. And I know a lot of bloggers out there want to start subscription boxes or other products. How long did you plan and what were some of the steps like to plan before you launched the Roost Crate box? I think one of the biggest thoughts that people have about subscription boxes and that business model is that it's a get-rich-quick kind of plan. And what I've learned and experienced is it's not. It's a lot of work. It's something that you should feel passionate about But what I found is that I just, I did a lot of homework. So I dreamed up this plan in January during a snowstorm. I'm actually sitting at work, looking out at people sliding all over the snowy roads and said, you know, I see something on these delivery trucks and I'm just not sure what's inside of it. Like I could see a logo on it. I just didn't know what it was delivering. That's when, you know, all this stuff about the farmer's market Uh, started. And I I did my homework. I googled farmer's markets, what makes them popular, what are popular items in in the farmer's market. And then I googled subscription boxes and came up with, um, there's a really good site that I looked at um, called uh, Subscription School, I think, or Subscription Box School, one of those. I just kind of started reading. I read everything under the sun and how my, how this business model could work you know, you have to, you have to really do like your market research. If you have a good idea, there are thousands of subscription boxes out there and you have to, I think you have to go at it with the mindset of there are thousands thousand subscription boxes, but there's only one of you. So you have to find what makes you unique. What makes you special to the people that will become your customers? Why do they want to shop with you? And you know, there, there are other boxes that do artisan products. I just needed to find that little spark that, you know, people would want to shop with me. So that's really, I, I would suggest that you can have a great idea, but you just have to make sure that you understand that it's a lot of work, but it's fulfilling work. If, you know, I'm super busy all the time. So, <laughs> um, But yeah. you, you can tell that you know, when I because I follow all your pages, and we're, you know, personally friends, I see what you're doing on social media, but you love what you do. And I think that's that shines through you're so passionate about what you're putting forward. And I love the I love the advice about research, because I feel like so many times people just jump right into a business without actually spending some time on the front end before launching, and also Mm -hmm. making it uniquely yours, um, and not worrying about what anyone else is doing, I think is is important. You have to really stay in your lane too. And I think, and you have to kind of decide um, if you want to do that kind of business model, you have to decide, do you want to bootstrap? Meaning, do you want to funnel your own cash into it? Or do you want to have investors? Because some of Some of the boxes that are out there, they charge a fee to have placement put in the box or they provide samples of things um, versus purchasing wholesale. So for me, I bootstrapped everything. You know, I just kind of was like, okay, this is how I have to scale the business in order to be profitable. Our mission, too, is to make sure that we're supporting small business so anytime you purchase through Roost Crate, that dollar is going right back to the local economy. So that kind of feeds our 
our mission and our business model because, you know, I'm a small business, but I also want to support the makers that are putting their products into our into our uh, gift crate. I think it's really important to decide that too. figure out how you want to run your business. But like you said, that all comes from research. You just have to really do your homework. And it's a, it's a long time. I started in January and I didn't launch until August. That was, so that was my next question. I, that's, mm. I love that. That's why you've had success is because you spent the time on the front end, knowing it was going to take some time to do it correctly. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the challenges that you faced when you launched? Costing everything out is one of the big challenges. And reaching out to businesses to share what your product is. You know, you have to really get good at your pitch and your business story because that's companies want to hear um, to be able to be part of your awesome thing, right? So I would say getting the word out, marketing was a really big thing for me. It still is. You try to streamline your business plan so that it can be as effective as possible, um, especially when you're the one wearing all the hats. <laughs> and you and I have talked about this, Jamie, but literally, I, I still pack every single order that comes through the website. I bring it right to my dining room table and I hand pack everything. I slap the label on it and out the door it goes. If I could work my way into hiring for some help, that would be pretty awesome. Yes, that's that's the plan. That's the, <laughs> that's plan. the plan. We did have that conversation. <laughs> that scaling conversation is scary though, right? You know, you sort of get into a groove and then things are going well. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I could use some more time. But oh my gosh, I have this down to a science now. It is. It's, it's that letting go. It's that delegation that gets hard because it's like, are you going to pack it with as much love as I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes. I, I get that. And you know, it's funny what I've learned through our process, because we've had similar issues. And we talked about this the last time I saw you is, I find that it can't be done the same, but it will definitely be done with their own love. And so when you find the right fit and the right person who can join your team, they'll put their own spin on it, but it'll still be awesome because they'll believe in it and it, it will it will just fit. But that leap is hard. <laughs> It is very, very hard. I know. So how, how do you manage both the blog and the subscription box, especially since you're doing all, everything? <laughs> that is called the coffee IV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is, you know, especially this year, that has been probably my biggest challenge because Epix still chugs along on its own. It's one of those things that I feel really bad neglecting it. It's kind of like, you know, I sent you, and this is going to sound awful. That's, this is not what I meant, <laughs> but it's kind of like when you send your kid off to school and they're in their dorm and it's best to know not what they're doing, but you're still concerned about them. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's kind of like how I feel about e-picks, you know, I kind of sent it off to college and didn't really send it any care packages, you know, <laughs> all the time as often as I should have. The past six months, I've actually kind of Pulled that back. I want that to come back and visit me more often. So I've been, I've been trying to refresh and um, fix things up a little bit on that end. So 
I can still allow it to go back after winter break and just continue to chug along, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that is kind of where I am with eat picks. And then Roost Crate, Roost Crate, you know, that really does take up 90% of my time. It's, you know, running a small business is not easy. Entrepreneurship is not easy, but I wouldn't want it any other way. I love it. I, I love doing this. It really is. I love to give gifts, but I love the person's reaction, opening the gift even more. I think I shared this on one of my Facebook lives, or I probably told the story many times, but so many times around the holiday season, when especially Christmas morning, when we're opening gifts, I'm always the last one because, you know, I have them all the little gifts next to me, but I'm watching everybody else open theirs because that is what brings me the joy. Right. Um, and they're like, why aren't you opening your gifts, mom? I'm like, I want to see you open yours first. (laughs) Um, you know, Roost Crate is, I'd say right now is probably uh, fourth quarter is my like crazy, crazy holiday time, as is for most people on, you know, in the blogging space, uh, small business space. This is this is do or die time right now. Um, it really you know, is. <laughs> it really is. It's just like. I'm just waiting for November 1st and then the snowball starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. No, we, we so. feel it too, actually, because, you know, many of our clients are in the space and so they get busy, we get busy. So it's definitely yep. Q4 is uh, both a fun and interesting challenge every year. Yes. Well, thank you so much. You had such great insight. Um, we really appreciate it. I know we really do get the subscription box question all the time and you gave such good information. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and and your story. Thank um, you. Yeah, but before we let you go, will you answer our rapid fire questions? We ask them of all of our guests. Sure. So I know the answer to the first one because you've already said it, but coffee or tea? <laughs> you know what? Coffee in the morning, tea at night. That's me too. That's so funny. Really? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. At a certain point in the day, I switch. <laughs> it's like yes. <laughs> three o'clock. I'm like, oh, I really want another cup of coffee, but I should really stick to the tea. Exactly. What is your favorite book? Oh, you know, I have, I wish I could read more. I miss reading books. Um, I, I'd say my favorite book, anything from Dan Brown. Oh, those are um, cool. yeah, I, but my favorite, uh, business book has, is building a story brand. That is, uh, that's a really good book and it's, it's good because it's applicable to anybody, not just a small business, but yeah, that's, I like that book too. What was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? Um, probably toast with a bottle of Prosecco. Ah, I love it. <laughs> that is a very Eat Picks Roost Crate answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have a word for the year? For 2019? Or 2018. I know. We're 2018? Bad. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me either. Um, I... I think for me, I want to go into the new year with grace. I like that, Kelly. I think you already embody that. I really (laughs) do. Apple or PC? Uh, Right now, Apple. I was PC, but I'm I'm Apple. Me too. This is actually a rivalry with our producer. Well, it's actually me against Danielle and our producer, Don, because I'm so (laughs) Apple and they are both very staunchly PC. (laughs) 
So we like to ask everyone to see who's on whose side. <laughs> yeah, I'm team Apple. <laughs> yes. Now tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. So with uh, Roost Crate, you can find us at roostcrate.com. Uh, we offer unique, thoughtful, creative artisan gifts, whether it's subscription boxes or uh, custom gifts. We do both. Um, and you can find us on all the social media sites at Roost Crate. That's rooster, like a roost crate. And then my blog is EatPicks, uh, eatpicks.com. And you can find us on all the social at EatPicks as well. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go check out all the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Jamie. Jamie, that was really fun. We've had so many people who say to us, I want to start a subscription box and they are very curious about that journey. So I think this was a really good interview for people to learn a little more about that. Yeah, she was really honest about the amount of work that goes into it and how much research she did. I think that was the most eye-opening thing. It was a year of research that Kelly did before she actually launched. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's why she's so successful because she really took the time to figure it out, to figure out her market and what she was doing and her pricing. And she has a really beautiful product. So um, it was exciting to sort of get that take from her so our listeners can learn what goes into launching a business like that. Very cool. We'd love to hear. I'm a huge subscription box, like crazy person. Yeah, you are. (laughs) I have So I really want to hear in the HQ what everybody's favorite subscription boxes are, or if you don't like them at all. And if you don't, I don't understand. And please explain why. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not a member of the HQ, you can find us at businessease.com slash HQ. And for show notes for this episode, visit businessease.com slash episode 61. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.